shining a beacon on the bazaar. Right then, our kid, here we are in the library. Now, we're not going to be here for very long today. We haven't got much time, have we, really? We're busy no. bees. Busy bastards, though, <laughs> <laughs> to carry on with the swearing from the last episode. Oh, sorry about that. I think we got a bit excited, didn't we? A bit we? giddy, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's not wrong with being a bit giddy, It was a fun episode. Just very shouty and swearing. Yeah, that's, I think we're all excited about Thor being on the team. Yeah, well, it's yeah. nice having him, though, isn't it? Little scrap. Not scrappy do Thor. Thor. <laughs> <laughs> He's downstairs in the kitchen now, sweating out of his fingers. I'm yeah. So all we're going to do is, this is going to be a lighthouse episode, so this is a bit of a light subject, we're not going to go through lots and lots of different subjects, we're sticking on one subject this week. Fast and fiery, Akid! Um, no. Alright. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just slow down, alright, alright. All right. <laughs> really you dicking, Akid? <laughs> <laughs> Keep your knickers dry, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to be covering sort of like a, a one subject which I've, I've wanted to cover for a while because it's one of my favourite cryptids. Ooh, got, sweet! Got a cryptid episode we're going to be doing here, and um, but for all of you just tuning in for the first time, I would go back and have not listened to one of the more heavy duty episodes Definitely. because this is Crack and Curve, the podcast that shines a beacon onto the bazaar. And I'm Matt. I'm Benny. So we always cover lots of different subjects. We dart around the news, we look at different subjects. And today I was very tempted to look at news subjects because there's some fun stuff in the news. There is, isn't there? Yeah, <laughs> but we haven't got time. <laughs> but we will cover that next week. We're going to have a big, fat, juicy episode next week. Um, I'm going to have more time. Betty's going to have more time. But this is more to sort of stick to the fact we promised you we're going to try to be weekly. And if we're going to be weekly and only maybe a half-hour episode, so be it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Lovely. So the subject today... What's the subject, Taki? What's the subject? <laughs> well, it's going to start with a riddle. All right. Yeah. When it is a deer, not a deer. When's a deer, not a deer? Yeah. When's a deer, not a deer? When it's a no idea. That's pretty good, actually. Not far off. Ooh. When it's a not deer. A not deer. Not deer. Now, this is, a, this is a, a cryptid that comes from a very interesting part of the world. It's a part of the world which I've been slightly obsessed with for many, many, many years, right? This is the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> right? Oh, a place I've never fucking heard. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> Do you make this shit up? <laughs> Do you? Well, the thing is, it's like, it, this is an area of, uh, of America, right? And uh, there, it's like uh, the once reached elevation similar to the, the Alps and the Rocky Mountains, right? But where this sort of valley runs, it runs. It's like a massive ridge of mountains. Yeah, where's closest city to it? Well, when you say what's the nearest city to it, that's okay. a really tricky question. Because the Appalachians run from Maine all the way past New Jersey, Washington, Delaware, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Right. Yeah, it's they... a range of mountains that runs across the east coast of America all the way down. So imagine yeah. if you've got that east, eastern seaboard, then you're going inland to America. Yeah, there's yeah. a massive... Almost like the British Pennines. Imagine, imagine Is that. Is it old to... <coughs> Remember Donner Pie? 
Is that the ones that they had to cross over and everybody's going west and they had to no, go no, cross no, over no. that they've, they've, they've long gone from there. Oh, yeah. What happened with the Donner Party, I believe they were actually getting close towards California there. Right, they yeah, were hitting yeah. massive mountains in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. These mountains... I mean, they're, they're tough mountains. They're yeah. a hard mountain range. I've never fucking heard of it. Yeah, well, well, they're very. The reason I'm very interested in them because, um, as a as a fan of true crime, yeah, yeah, this is where lots of murders occur. Ah, right. Right, because what it is? Oh, is it the national park type of? Well, murder? yeah, absolutely. The fucking national weird. Yeah. Though. They're well, really scary. Well, the Appalachians specifically is because the ridge of or the spine. Imagine the spine. Yeah, yeah. Up, it's a huge, long ridge. Wow. It goes up and down and all over the place. Totally wild, totally strange. But uh, certain Americans and people from all over the world are, are addicted to trekking these trails. Yeah. So the trails that are there, but what it is, it attracts like what are called, I think they call them some like super light campers. They carry almost nothing with them. Wow. Even to the point sometimes they sort of stash little bits places so yeah. they know when they're on the trail they can tap in somewhere and pick up a bit of extra gear. Yeah. But basically, they're carrying just like the bedroll, a tiny little rucksack next to nothing else, oh, God, and they are traveling and bears and all that. Yeah, shit. And, and they're traveling, but they're literally traveling for months, sometimes years like this. What? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. These people, but when they're traveling, they're traveling with different names. You have your trail name. Oh God! So you won't be called Ben. You'd be cut, you know, you'd have yourself Big like bollock Benny or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you probably call yourself that because if you met sort of some poor lass on the trail and, you, and she goes, Oh, hi, my name's Freya. And you'll go, I'm Big Bollock Benny. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'd immediately think, Well, I'm going to die now. Or she'd be a really tough mountain girl and kill you. Yeah, and keep my big balls off. <laughs> yeah, just cut them off and kick them down the mountain. <laughs> so that you'd have to, like you say, well, even just ordinary names, some people would call themselves like one guy on here, we're going to have a Story in here, a guy called Gris, yeah. who lives in the mountains. So they just live off the grid, basically. They're just giving up. Oh, is it massive holidays they take? Massive you know? holidays, yeah. Uh, it's like yeah. It, it, a lot of people, it's their ambition to walk the Appalachian trails, right? Wow. Now, a lot of people pronounce it as I, I've done, I think, a little bit earlier, I call it the Appalachians. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but if, uh, if you call it the uh, Appalachians, uh, the locals will throw an Appalachia. Oh. That's the way to remember it. Right. Appalachian, right. Appalachia. That's yeah. the way to remember it. The proper way is in these Appalachian mountains. Cool. Uh, and it is a little bit, these mountains, there's a little bit of the old uh, ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. You do get your locals <laughs> in the area, so you've got to be a bit careful. Because yeah. it runs down from the far sort of north main, as we all know yeah, from our favourite yeah. uh, scary movies and books. Well, is it like the dungarees? Don't yeah, they? Well, well, from our main all the way down to like South Carolina, so it gets yeah. into sort of like hot countries, wow. hot, hot area, you know, so you're yeah, going to be a little yeah. bit, it's wild, people die all the time. On just, just on these national parks, just alone, it's amazing, yeah, amount of statistics, good, yeah, this is it, yeah. swept away, isn't it? Well, it's also along the Appalachians, there's cryptids galore, Wow. and one of these cryptids that's in the Appalachian Mountains is the Not Deer. The not deer. Now I like the not deer because a lot of people sort of say like you know well you know uh, cryptids, grippy hairy men, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know weird thing, Jersey Devil, a hopping yeah. winged dragony yeah, lizard yeah, thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? All sorts of strange creatures. Yet a not deer is like a deer, only it's not. And it's got no. Rel I've heard that deer can get a really zombie kind of disease to them, deer. Yeah, this is called a wasting disease. No. I, I forgot the full name of it. I've got it written down somewhere here, but we'll probably cover it when we go. But this, this, there's a uh, chronic wasting disease, it's called. Mm. And and they can get it, and they do look shocking. Yeah. 
I don't think this is it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So what we'll do is let's have a little dive in. And let's Ooh, have a little look at juicy, the, uh, uh, juicy, juicy. So this is actually from a uh, not dear mag. This is the original one. Now I thought I'd give, give a little nod to a guy called Rowan Bagley. And he started his own in 2021. He started his own sort of cryptozoological blog post yeah. website. You know, is and he he's a trailblazer. Then is he someone out there? No, I think he's more of a keyboard warrior. Is he? <laughs> yeah, 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 this is it. But he sounds like a decent guy, Rowan Bagley, and he started one called uh, Not Dear Magazine. So he's yeah. the first cryptid he's talked about is the Not Dear. You know, mm-hmm. and he sort of says this is my first post uh, on an ongoing series of. Uh, um, uh, blogs about cryptids. So this being my first post, I decided to have the focus being around the cryptid our magazine is named after, the Appalachian Not Deer, and it's a folk cryptid with sightings coming in the foothills of Virginia, but they aren't bound to a specific location. Unlike Mothman or the Jersey Devil, Not Deer seem to be a phenomenon rather than one creature. Sightings typically occur at night or in the early evening or morning when visibility is low. So that's that that light is known as crepuscular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is a pretty good word. Yeah, really? yeah, that's crepuscular light. So there's a lot of. I think it's important because there's a lot of creatures like foxes, owls. These are creatures when actually hunt specifically in those times. Mm-hmm. Low, low light. Yeah, yeah. You know, crepuscular light. So this is like the time of the not deer. Most people describe the not-deer's appearance to be uncomfortable because it so closely resembles a deer, but, well, not. Each sighting is different. Some have, some have described them as having forward-facing eyes, elongated mouths like dogs or coyotes, claws or hands instead of hooves, or they've stood on two legs as well as four. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be scared, but I'm scared already. A fucking pair of flappy hands on it. But the thing is, as well, wild deer will actively avoid humans and run away immediately if they ever cross paths with a person. Now, just to quickly break off there, in the UK, this is less of a phenomenon. Deer will stop and stare at us here, right? And there's a good reason why they do, is because we're not shooting them. Yeah. Right? In America, and especially in these areas, it's hunter central. They know where there's humans, there's guns. So they do just fucking. They've evolved to run away. They've evolved. They literally hoof it. You know, they're gone. You know, whereas when they're saying here, well, it's a bit of a weird thing, they just stopped and stared at me. In the UK, I've had a stop and a stare with a deer quite often, you know. But in, in America, it's a different different kettle of fish completely. But not deer exhibit no fear. And it's so integral to how they we understand deer behaviour. They're also said to make clicking noises and move with uncomfortable jerking motions, Ugh. which adds to the uncanny behaviour. Oh, fucking jerky motions. <laughs> no, that's, that's, motions. Mm. Well, this is it, but this is also something else that we've, we've talked about before, which is the uncanny valley kind of feeling. Mm. When you're looking at a doll or a clown or something like that, we know ourselves that we're looking at a human when something isn't quite human and freaks us out. It's because it's crossed a path. Mm. It's crossed a certain line, an invisible line with us, recognising what is real and what's not. Mm. It's something in our psyche that's saying... Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, dangerous. This is exactly what the not deer is doing. It's triggering people, make them think, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Now, have you heard of the not deer before? Never. No. Is this a new one to It's totally new. Oh, yeah. this is good fun then. Let's Ooh. do this. So, without further ado, I think the best way to talk about the not deer is to discuss actual sightings. Yeah. That's yeah, the way. So, that's what we're going to cover today. We're going to go yeah. for a little few cryptid sightings. We're going to jump around a few little places I've looked on the internet. And one of them here is uh, from a guy called Paul Seaburn, and this was written in September the 11th, 2021, on the Journal News. And he says, 
uh, I only ran into the not deer once, and that was about a mile away from my own house on a gravel road that cuts through some forests, fields, and goes right near Goose Creek, South Carolina. <laughs> from the exact point on the trail, the not deer slinked out from between the cluster of trees that should have been too close together for them to get through. Mm. And it had giant branching antlers. The kind you never see in real life because they get broken during mating season or the books get shot during the hunting season. They seemed more like a crown or swords than anything else. Oh, God, that's weird, isn't it? That's it. So Uh, so these were massive. Or swords. And this is is very true, again, with with America, with the the big books and everything. They do get shot, so you don't get these massive sort of 12-pointers and things Uh, anymore. You know, people are always after them, so they, they do get shot. Which... Is arguably a good thing or a bad thing sometimes. Mm. It keeps sort of like a certain level of deer down, but um, because too many deer can be too bad a thing if you haven't got prior, you know, you haven't wolves and stuff. Yeah. But um, but that's not the point. But he said I mentioned earlier that they're not deer for like part of the forest, enraged and viscous, but still familiar. He just hopped away into the trees and bushes and left me to continue my walk home. Now that's his account, quick yeah. account of it, you know. And I think, to be honest, that's only part of his account. I don't yeah. think he's given us a full account on this, right? You're right, though. We did, you know, the, the antlers when they're big, and yeah. they're, they're amazing sight, aren't they? Yeah. When they're proper formed and huge. This is it, yeah, when you get really big ones on there. Uh, it says there's a key descriptive items for the unnamed not-deer eyewitness. A creature that was kind of a deer, but more not a deer. And he says... Of its massive antlers and its huge size, the witness described as similar to an animated drawing, but definitely not a deer. God. And this is a thing I find very, very interesting about it, you know, because they keep saying as well, it's like, people say, well, it sounds like a deer to me. Everyone who's witnessed it says, no, 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 it's like a deer, but not a deer. This is the only time that... uh, um, If you think of all the other things, Wendigo, yeah. think of all these other creatures, say, like, I don't like Mothman or, yeah. or something quite exciting about it. This is the only cryptid which has such a dull name yeah. because it's ordinary people have seen it in ordinary places and it's a response. Yeah. It's a response which is. It's it, named itself, hasn't it? They've yeah. Named but people go, it sounds like a deer. No, it's, it's not a deer. It's Definitely not, got not, a, not a deer. It's honestly, not a deer, yeah. yeah. That's what's so exciting about it, right? But on one of the uh, one of the way pages online about um, about Appalachia and the people who've not seen have seen the not deer, they said it's moose-like body in proportion. So it's, wow. this is big. Moose, some moose is like fucking the biggest cars, man. Yeah, this is it. Well, bigger, a lot yeah. bigger. Yeah, they're a lot taller. They're you know, tall as a truck. So they can run at speeds of thirty mile an hour or faster than not deer. And it's oddly proportioned with more or less joints than a normal deer. So sometimes they say it's stiffer, so it hasn't, yeah. it isn't as bendy graceful or articulated. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it sometimes they say it isn't as graceful, but sometimes it's got more joints. It's got too many. Uh. It looks like it's got elbows in its neck. It looks wow, like it, yeah, fucking hell. it just bends and moves in the weirdest kind uh. of way, you know. And every time they talk about it, they say it just gives people a deeply unsettling feeling. It's one of these things that's, it, it's just, it's mythical, but strange, but you know, and people aren't quite tapping into it. Yeah. So let's get into another uh, account here. Yeah, I need more descriptions of this. Yeah. So this is from somebody who was, a, I think this is a Reddit contributor, mm-hmm. uh, and it's called Did You Notice? I said, I have a story about the not deer from two summers ago. I lived deep in the Appalachian Mountains at the time, unlike the foothills I'm in now. 
I was wandering in the woods, probably two-thirds of a mile from my house at that point, as one does when they live two miles down a twisting dirt road with the nearest town 30 minutes away, when I heard a brush moving. And I knew it was probably a harmless animal, a possum or a deer, maybe a particularly destructive rabbit. <laughs> and I turned to look. Well, it was a deer. But it was a deer in the way that a graveyard is a playground. Oh, God. You can treat it as such, I guess, but it won't feel the same. <laughs> I found this a very interesting description. Yeah, that is yeah. very, very good. It's, I yeah. think it's very interesting, is that. Because, again, yet again, it said, well, it is a deer, but... Yeah. It was about 30 feet from me, staring. Wild deer don't stare at random people to begin with, they just run away. But she was breathing hard and making a low rumbling sound. I didn't really know what to do, and I hadn't really thought about the danger of going near wild animals, even if they are quote-unquote harmless deer. So I kind of went towards her, and I swear to God, this thing's eyes blanked out. And it took a couple of jerking steps forward, moving really strangely. And I flinched because I thought, what the hell? And then she just ran off to the side while staring at me until she was about 50 feet away. It was deeply unsettling in a way that I can't explain. And I know that the thing was not quite a deer. So I sprinted home. Now, but if you think about it, again, it's close. Yeah, it's yeah. close to being a deer, but she's seen something uncanny about it. Uh, that eye's blanking out, and it's like, jerkily stepping towards her. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, that's when they've said this is this chronic wasting disease, yeah. where it makes them, they're starving, they're diseased, they're feeling ill, they're not acting like a proper deer. Yeah. Potentially, you know, it's giving it a weird feeling about it. Now, I have looked on photos online, which I haven't actually included here. I'm not going to include online. Mm. You can have a look yourself if you want. But it's it, it's... They just look like a mangy old deer. Wow. You know, they're not acting like some weird crick jointed yeah, zombie yeah, deer. No, yeah. they're just a poorly old deer. Yeah. Well, these things are acting in a very odd way. I've got another account here which says, I've seen something like this myself. I would say the joints went the wrong way. This is a common occurrence. But it was more than that. There might be more or less joints than I expected. The bends were not where the bends go. And the shape of the face was wrong in a way I describe as you have a friend who only draws wolves. They're really, really, really good at wolves. But then you want them to draw a deer. They try their best. And neither of you are exactly pleased with the results. <laughs> there was also an issue with the scale. Like you gave a deer the proportions of a moose. So this is big and wrong looking. Yeah. But again and again they keep describing there's something of the air of the predator about the not deer. Right. And I've heard deer come up with, uh, from, it comes from deer. D E O R, which just means beast or quadruped. So it was definitely a deer, but not but 100% not a deer. So this is a this is an area from South Oklahoma. This was described as yeah, right. Yeah. You know, this is where this particular one's from. So again, these are people who used to be out in the woods. They see deer all the time. It's like us seeing a fox, and then us seeing a giant fox that's standing on two legs with weirdly jointed backwards legs. <laughs> <staring> <laughs> <at us>. <laughs> <laughs> again, <laughs> until it gets me though. It's like calling a graveyard a play playground. That's and then it. They're saying someone who's drawn good at wolves drawing a, a deer. You know, you can feel 
how perfect, they, isn't it? It is, you know what I mean? Yeah. And how do you, you know when you're in shit like that and you're trying to describe it and when you hear people talk like that you think it really makes my ears open thinking this isn't bullshit. This yeah. is someone really trying to ha- hard to describe something that's indescribable. Yeah, but, but these are people without these silly imaginations. They're yeah. not saying, oh, I felt the spirit of this thing. Or, yeah. you know, nothing like that. They're yeah. out in the woods like they usually are and they're saying they're describing in a perfect, ordinary, down-to-earth kind of way. Yeah. Saying like, you know, imagine if you compare these two things. Yeah. Yeah, it's not right. Terror ain't there yet. You know, I ain't had the feeling of dread off anybody. I know he ran uh, at the end of that, but he did approach it first. And you think, no, normally with cryptids and that, you get this like absolute sense of dread, I've heard, you know what I mean? Well, let's see if there's any dread on the way. <laughs> so this one's from Benji Woods, right? So this is fairly new, this is a couple of months ago this was actually written. And he said, so me and my two best friends were driving down this heavily wooded area, the typical hills, dirt roads, woods, and all that, and my friend just jumped out of the car all of a sudden and started running down the road. And he said, hey, 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 I saw a thing! And when I asked him about it, he just says, I, I don't know, I thought it was a deer, but it, but it stood up. Oh. He said it in a kind of frantic way, uh, and he said it when he was standing in the spot where it was, and the hair on his neck stood up straight. And as it was doing so, so did mine. So they're on this spot, the hair's yeah, standing yeah. up on the neck. He saw it yeah. standing up on his neck, and he just, as it was doing, his did as well. And also their friend was with him, a guy called Jacob. And we all got in the truck and started driving, and five minutes down the road, the thing just came running out on its hind legs. Oh. And I remember thinking to myself, what is this thing? Well, sort of hind legs just stood up on its back legs. It was running, running like a human. <laughs> it came running out <laughs> like a big human. big fucking antlers and that shit. And again, this is, a, this is a first thought about him, right? Now, he's seen it running on the hind legs. He's thinking, this is weird, right? First thing he thinks, something wasn't right about it. Oh, it again, like same it. again, yeah. not dear. It's yeah. thinking something. It's not, it's, it's, it's not thinking, oh, it's all fucked up. Yeah. It's this, no, something wasn't right about it. It had sharp teeth. So as anyone would, I hit the gas, nearly hitting the damn thing. At this point, we all had a stomach ache and a headache. And in our area, we have experienced a lot of strange stuff, but this one was just different. Its eyes were at the front of its head, and it looked like a deer, but its teeth were sharp like razor blades. And all I can describe it as being demon-like. And once we got home, we locked all the doors and windows and closed the blinds, and we all looked it up as fast as we could on the internet. And we had no connection at all to Tyler, the friend who first jumped out. So yeah, that's yeah. the first guy who jumped out. But he had a migraine for four days afterwards. And whenever he drives on that spot again, he feels it's terrifying. And he starts to have headaches and stomach aches and vomiting. So I think what's happening there, I mean, uh, you know, the excuse, excuse this particular sort of account. It's a little bit patchy. It's, a little yeah, bit, it's, yeah. been, it's been written from the heart by somebody who's seen something bizarre, you yeah, know. Yeah. So he's basically, to recap what he's seen, he's seen a creature on his ha- its hind legs stood up, razor sharp teeth, eyes facing front, but it's had a visceral, terrifying effect on them to the point where they've both all had headaches, stomach aches, and one guy still gets migraines and stomach aches. I won't say that the things. Uh, emitted 
something that's given me a bit. But I think the terror and the you know the the trauma of seeing trauma. It, you yeah, said it. That's yeah. the, that's the right way of putting it. It's yeah. the trauma. Especially the first kid seeing yeah. it, you know, he's like got that connection in the horrible sense more than yeah. the others. You know what I mean? He saw it first and seen it again. Fucking hell. Well, yeah, again, the front facing eyes. The accounts yeah. are matching up. The weird yeah, thing stood true, up, actually. sharp teeth, which actually does come up again and again and yeah. again. When you start adding up what the not deer looks like, these little things keep adding Man, up. Man, that's fucking. Because at first, a deer, it doesn't sound scary, but you get like a staggy deer, you think, God, the horns, and then it stood up on its hind legs and eyes yeah. all fucking manky and razor sharp yeah. teeth. Well, have you got any explanations? What's your thinking of it so far? It. it the only thing that's getting me, we've ruled out the sick deer side of things, but I'm getting more like back in his deep, deep history, you know, what the stag has always meant to us in a way, you know what I mean? Like, Interesting. Uh, yeah. um, there's some, uh, it, it feels like because of the horns and stuff, it's been part of us, you know, um, uh, psyche in a sense, you know, like the woods, isn't it? It does represent the woods quite clearly, not a rabbit, not a... Uh, a badger or old, but there's something about a stag, isn't there? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do you know something. I think you're very much onto something mm. there. Yeah, well, there's, there's obviously for the British sort of like contingent here, you know, and there's the biggest one for that is Hearn the Hunter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. he was like a, a, a mythological or strange sort of like a creature it meant to be hunting through the king's woods, this this weird guy. Yeah. But he was stag like in himself. It's meant to be an actual hunter of deer, uh. but he was it seemed to be of the deer. Oh, wow. And there's a, a really good book by uh, Ben Myers. I've mentioned him on the show before. He's yeah. not. I don't know. If he's, I don't know if he listens. Actually, I hope yeah. he does. It'd be very nice. No one does. <laughs> 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 but he, he wrote a book called The Gallows Pole, and that's coming yeah. out on the TV series. It's going to be a TV series. Oh, cool. Has he done well Yeah, BBC it? One, it's oh, going to well be. Yeah, done brilliant. It's, it's, uh, I think, if I remember rightly, the director is the same director as Dead Man's Shoes. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, so that's it's his, it's his first proper TV series he's going to do. Yeah, yeah. Is that. And I think he did a, a This Is England as well. He did, oh, the movie This yeah, Is England. Yeah. But um, he's doing that. But one of the scenes in the, in the book. It's a very sort of, I say down to earth, it's a historical novel based on, on true stories of yeah. people, of uh, forgers in the mountain, on the hills of sort of like a, a, oh, yeah. of, of West Yorkshire. But there's a scene that this main character sees, oh, and he almost takes strength from it, and it's deer-headed men dancing on the moors wow. in strange sort of like almost arcane dances, yeah. silently dancing and pacing and sort of like prowling. And, and I found it one of the weirdest, creepiest things I've ever heard. But even when he said it, you can almost, almost see people with horns or, you know, yeah. replicating it. But I bet that's gone on a lot in England. Yeah, so, so yeah. it's this something about this alternate, not a universe, but an alternate, sort of like a, almost like, a, again, as we talk about before, dimensional. Yeah. There's something strange there. I think it could be a physical creature in a way, but I don't think it is. I think yeah. it's something more truly cryptozoological, something perhaps even sort of like spectral. Not quite yeah. of a ghost, but I don't know. Al alternate dimension, you know, that's slipping through what a deer looks yeah. like in another world. Well, I mean, we're in the Americas here, so what do you think of, the, I mean, people who are very good at tapping into the dimensions there? Native yeah. Americans. Native Americans. Yeah, I, I said it right, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, we're not quite cancelled. <laughs> the last week we were fucking close. <laughs> but weirdly enough, I mean, a lot of people talked about the Wendigo. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they sort of say, oh, it's, a, it's very much like the Wendigo. It's like the Wendigo. 
It isn't anything like it's the Wendigo. It's like. It's like some little rodent is Wendigo, isn't it? Give me back my tail. <laughs> what? That's one story I've heard. <laughs> but do you not know what the Wendigo is? Well, I've heard the first Wendigo story I had was in a log cabin and this bloke are in it and this thing burst in and he ended up chopping its tail off or something. He came back a couple of nights and it was all about its tail and stuff. You oh, know, right. Well, yeah. well, the, the, well, the actual, what a Wendigo is, mm-hmm. it's it's a starvation spirit. All right. And it's 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 basically a Wendigo is a human. Right. And it's a human, or it's, it's a human has been taken on by the spirit of the Wendigo. Right. And he cannot, the Wendigo cannot eat enough. Ah. It becomes so. We have actually done a thing on it on, on Crack and Curve before. Yeah. Uh, and there is a true case of a guy who considered himself to be a Wendigo. Wow. We, had, we had a photograph of him as well. But it's where they cannot eat enough and to the point where they want to eat everything and then everyone. Wow. They eat their family. Oh, that... oh bollocks! <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> he wore a Native American one he yeah, his, yeah, yeah, his yeah, family yeah. fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> beat that <laughs> and anyway that's it. It, it but it's not just something that has taken the spirit of the uh, um, of the Native American people it's taken um, Canadians it's taken other people have been in the area wow. now I think again we did talk about as well the absolute ravenous starvation of some of the, the um, lumberjacks in the Canadian yeah. area where they were eating and eating they couldn't get full and the reason yeah. was and they starved to death eventually even though they were eating so much food yeah. because they were eating rabbits oh rabbit What's yeah. It? Yeah, there's a word for it isn't yeah, it, yeah that's it so it's like I think it's called something like rabbit starvation yeah, it's because yeah. they're not getting enough fat they can't digest the meat they're not yeah. digesting the meat they're just not getting any vitamins or calories yeah. but I, there's something to that but to, to turn back round people think of the Wendigo as this big antlered skull headed monster spirit yeah. it's not it's a human a ravenous human wow. which as we talk about devils and monsters what's yeah. more scary than a human like fucking nothing we're industrial horror yeah we are we're the, we're the scourge of the planet if you yeah, like you know? so but the but uh, looking through other things the next one on the on the Native American sort of menu of what it could be uh, Skinwalker. Oh, they scare me, the Skinwalkers, yeah. man. I think there's something in it. There's some dark well, shit with that. Well, the, I think there potentially could be something in it as well. It does cover a lot of things like the Dogmen, yeah. you know, various sort of things. Obviously, Skinwalker Ranch, but that's a complete mm. thing for another day if we ever cover it. Well, it's too fucking big. Isn't it's it? too big and it's got too messy. So we're talking about muddy waters. It's no, just mate, like, it's just mental. But, um, so I don't think we'll be covering that anytime soon. But um, they have thought about, like, it could be the. Well, for people who don't know, it's uh, basically what it is. It's. That anyone who becomes a skinwalker is like a, a Native American medicine man can make certain terrible deals mm. to become a skinwalker. And what a skinwalker is is a man. Who, it's a. It's a. They've given up. They've forfeited their own soul. They've killed to actually wear this as well. Mm. They can don the, the, a cloak of a wolf and become as a wolf and prowl as a wolf. Mm-hmm. And they can perform spells, magic, murders, killings in the guise of a wolf. Or other creatures, mm. so they can put on this pelt and skin. Oh fuck! Right, they can do this, but Native American people have heard and spoken about the uh, the not deer, and they've categorically said, "No, that's not right. Ah, that right. is not anything of us. Skin no, that's not." Or, as I've been able to look into, I've, I've had a good look into this. It, they have no explanation or experience of it. Shit's like some new thing. Well, it, or brought over from Europe, you think? But it could be something conjured from our own psyche, you know, mm. something like that. Which, but I'm not so sure. I don't think it is. I think it could be, 
it's something there that is a, a distinctly physical presence. It doesn't fade away like a ghost or a spirit. It seems it's rustling bushes, mm. stamping. People can smell it, see it. It's I don't know what. It's so strange. Mm. Um, would you like another account? Yes, please. So this is from another redditor called Mage of the Mist, and they say. So, so I grew up in North Carolina, and we always had deer on our property. And deer hunting was incredibly common in my town. I definitely know people who had experiences with the not deer, or the deer, as they are sometimes called. I've heard it all. The, it was so human, and it had arms. And it walked like a person. There was something wrong about its face. But by far the creepiest ones are the ones where you can't tell what's wrong until you can't see it anymore. Mm -hmm. The most common comment that I've heard was, it looked me in the eyes and I just knew, I just knew that it wasn't a deer. And I got scared and I ran and after I got back to the path I realised that all its limbs or its head was on backwards. Oh, fucking hell. And I've seen people come tearing out of the woods, hyperventilating plenty of times, but I've only had one experience personally. I was looking for Holly, my brother, but he ran back to the path to grab a bucket because his hands were full and I was alone. There was a deer, maybe 15 to 20 feet away. Now I squatted down and got quiet because I thought it was a baby deer and I wanted to watch it. But then it stood up and I knew something was wrong. And I have never been so scared in my life. My brother came running back and he saw it too, just for a second, before it ran off. And then it hit me that the deer I saw had way too many eyes. Oh, and God. its legs were just a little bit too long and backwards. Oh, God. I recently moved to Bridgewater, Massachusetts, which has its own set of wild cryptids. But the deer don't seem to be a thing here. Uh, How mad is that? That's horrible. But he's just like some fake, you know, like someone's copying it and they're not getting it right, are they? Yeah. You know, it, but what the hell could be copying it and why are you there? Well, uh. the weird thing for me is, well, this countryside, this area where all these things, this is old America. Yeah. This is old America now. This is a sort of stuff where, this is Lovecraftian mm, America. Yeah. This is where things are weird. This is the uncanny. Yeah, yeah. Where things are almost right. This is sort of thing where you can imagine a man turning to look to one side and seeing gills behind his ears. Yeah, yeah. It's that dark gothic horror yeah. of America. And that wild America, you know, we always think you know it's all tamed and that, and it's still all it's untamed and those kind of places out there. They are, yeah. They just but this is America all round. Yeah, you've got your strip malls, you've got your big countryside, you've got your mm. cities and towns and things. Scratch the surface of America. Mm. It's fucking old. It's only one step away from clapboard houses and bloody six shooters. Yeah, yeah. You know, and what what they were on the wild alone, the nothingness. Mm, yeah. And this is the thing that's always been with America is and the American psyche, if you ask me, is that these are people, again that whole generations of people have come from all over Europe, all over the world, to set up camp in an empty continent. Yeah. Admittedly, yes, there was the Native American people were there first and they had the rights to it and everything. But as as Westerners who turn up somewhere where they have completely unfamiliar and wild terrain, yeah. you know they have to be a certain kind of person to do that, yeah. you know, a certain toughness. And what they these the ancestors of these tough people are seeing is something bloody peculiar. Yeah, yeah really weird. So would you like one more Ooh, account? Please. Right. 
And this is from the guy I talked about before, a guy called Gris. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to have to sort of like cut this down a little bit now here and there because it's a very long piece, right? So Gris, he, he lived in um, Waynesboro, Virginia for about five years. And along that area, there was a place, it's called Skyline Drive South Entrance. So I think right. it's into the wilderness. It's basically into the Appalachians, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's, that's a bit of what we're talking about here. So he used to drive his motorcycle along uh, Skyline Drive all the time. So, but one night he was having a particular hard time settling in for bed, so he decided to go for a bike ride. So he fired up the old motorbike and off, yeah. he, off he goes along this sort of, uh, the Skyline Drive. And he only was about a mile inside the park, so I think it is like it's a national park area, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was about 11 at night, and when he turned off the motorbike, headlight went, and he realised it's pitch black. Now he says, I'm not a guy that gets spooked in the dark. And truthfully, I prefer the dark in most situations. You can see people before you, they can see you, and you are practically invisible unless someone is looking for you, and I find the natural privacy comfortable. But not up there, though. It was thick, oppressive, dark, worse than anything I've experienced outside of a cave, and worse than any moonless night on the Appalachian Trail. But I immediately got hinked out big time. So I kept saying to myself, there's nothing up here besides wildlife. There's nothing yeah. but wildlife. Now I did have my 44 Magnum revolver with me. <laughs> <laughs> like you do. Well, he says because he's lived and hiked on the North Pacific Highway before, he's been in the Appalachians. Yeah. It makes sense to go armed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just from people. Well, he's just from people, but he's also very much used to the idea of like bears and bobcats, bob bob all, all sorts of things. He's used to sort of like being out in the nowhere, and he's looking after himself. He's ex-military as well, ah, so yeah. he's like he's a bit of a you know gun-carrying yeah. type of chap, you know. Um, so he thought to himself, what I need to do is just I'm just going to sit in the dark, calm it a bit, you know, maybe yeah, see, yeah. see if it's like the hair stand on basically on the back of his neck because it's feeling a bit weird, right? But he managed about ten minutes in the dark before it, it says, I physically felt the hairs raised on the back of my neck. Now he says the only time he's ever felt like that before was in Iraq. Wow. And he says he just this feeling that something bad was coming. So he says I'm not psychic or anything like that, but it's a common thing among veterans with any time under your belt. You know, you have that sort of feel yeah, that you're being yeah. watched, something's coming. Now, the overlook to one side was a sheer drop, or just about a sheer drop. Yeah. So I wasn't concerned about anything popping up in that direction. But on the mountainside, which was thick, untamed woods, they were behind me. So I started thinking about um, methed out dudes creeping the Appalachian <laughs> trails, bears, things like that, right? So he says, bit by bit, he was feeling more and more creeped out, almost like, feeling like he was being hunted. So I took a seat on the waist-high stone wall that was marked for the overlook edge, so he faced the back, got his, his back to the, the cliff, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he could look out towards this forest, you know? Again, he said, I can't emphasise how dark it was. But people are, you know, you might think, well, why not just turn on the bike light? Mm. You get the bike light, or this is, but the bike is loud, and the first, the last thing I want to do is draw attention to myself. Plus, the light would just night blind me too. Yeah. So when it flared up, yeah. he'd actually be at the disadvantage of whatever. Yeah, might be everybody coming. can see where he is, and it, that's you know, it. Yeah, blinking about in it. And also, the noise would obscure any stealthy sounding creeping going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, he could say, right, get the bike cranked up, jump on and go. Yeah. But he's also at a point thinking, right, let's just, let's just see what's happening again. So, he sat for about another 10 minutes and his anxiety got worse and worse. So, I heard a few things, but nothing out of the ordinary for a night in the woods. And I decided to head on home since the, the feeling wasn't going away. 
but he also felt confident because obviously he's got a gun on him, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he says, hopped onto the bike and I started it up and I rode off towards the gate. So to actually get to where he was, he got to kind of go around a little gate. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone who lives in the country and rides a bike knows that wildlife is crazy active on roads that aren't travelled often at night. And although on here the speed limit was 30 miles an hour, he was going along about 15 miles an hour in case anything jumped out and yeah, clipped yeah. it, you know what I mean? Because the last thing he wanted to do at night was get hit something, go over, get himself in a bike, that's it, yeah. yeah, or himself, yeah. So he's going on steady, 15 miles an hour, and then he saw it. The term of almost deer is really fitting, not quite accurate. It was like a deer that someone who had never seen a deer drew, but only after someone else described it to them. It stood on the left-hand side of the road, right, on the mountainside part, and I saw the eyes long before my headlights show it fully. It was big, easily the biggest deer I've ever seen, and the lack of any horns that time of the year suggested it was a doe, mm. which I find a really interesting thing, that. I think, yeah, yeah. you know, the easy, if you make it up, the easy thing is to say, big antlers! Yeah, yeah. No. The head was almost bovine, so sort of almost cow-like, uh. but fixed to a deer's frame. The legs seem too long in proportion to the body. Now think of the maned wolf proportions. I don't know if you've ever seen a maned wolf. It looks like a, a, a wolf that they've drawn up and up and up and stretched it. So he's got super long legs. Oh, God. It looks really creepy. Yeah, yeah. But the body was extremely barrel-chested. I've always been creeped out by malformed wildlife, and this was no exception. But unfortunately, I had to get it to move or risk passing within a few feet of it. And I was not travelling another 30 plus miles up the road in the other direction to leave through another gate in the middle of the night. And I wasn't going to get close to it. Dangers of it spooking and running into the side of my bike. I didn't want to get near it at all. So I didn't want to crash into the bike, but I also just didn't want to get near it. (laughs) So stopping and putting my feet down about 30 feet away from it, I tried to frighten it away. So I flashed the beams down to low and then back up again. Nothing. I revved the engine. Nothing. I honked the big horn. It's got a big old horn on the motorbike. Nothing. So resting the bike on the kickstand, I left it idling and I hopped off. I yelled at the thing and it still didn't budge. So I started to the side of the road to grab something to toss near the deer thing, hoping to spook it that way. And as soon as I crossed into the other lane, it rose up onto its hind legs. I froze, putting my hand on my gun. I wasn't about to get charged by an angry, confused, malformed doe. Then it took two jerky, unnatural steps towards the centre of the lane on two legs and froze again, staring directly at me. It suddenly shook its head wildly, like a dog with a toy, took another short step, and then it hopped on two legs several times until it disappeared into the darkness on the right side of the road. Now, if you remember, the right side of the road, the cliff edge. Oh, yeah. It's jumped over the fucking cliff. Ah. I stepped back on the bike, mounted it, kicked up the kickstand and turned the light towards the side of the road. On that side, there was a sheer drop of about 75 to 80 degrees. So it's, it's almost like a sh- if you yeah. stepped on it, you'd be going all the way down, right? And that's compared to the roadway. And the fucking thing's head was just peeking over the edge, uh, still looking at me. This big old cow deer head shit. staring. The drop-off was about 40 to 50 feet, so there's no way it was standing at the base of the mountain. I cracked the throttle and beat the hell out of there. Road wildlife be damned. I never went back up onto Skyline Drive at night alone after that. One time was enough. There were things we don't grok out there. 
I don't know what grok is, I think mm. that's a local term, or things you just don't visit for a while. Whatever it was, it wasn't from around these here parts in Hilltalk. Yeah. It can go back to wherever it came from and stay there. Oh, cause the thing that really disturbs me more than it not looking like a deer, you know what I mean? Um, or looking like a deer, but not looking like a deer. It's that jerkiness of it, you know what I mean? It going up onto fucking legs and yeah. being all jerky and weird and acting... Stiff and strange. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. it's not acting like any animal on earth, is it? It's, it's a fake copy of one, and it's moving like a fake copy of one. It's like, oh, fucking horrible, isn't it? That is really bad dream shit. Is it, isn't it? Yeah, it's like oh. it's proper uncanny. It's, oh, un- it's, uncanny, it's uncanny creature. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I mean, I think we've covered all the things that it could be, what you might. Be. I just think it's something peculiar. It's, it's, mm. a, it's what, as a lot of other crypto people call a head scratcher. Yeah, yeah. It's a strange creature. It's, it seems to be in a specific area. It doesn't seem to be up the Pacific Southwest or Northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not on that coastline at all. This is a creature of an area where these, well, there are deer, I suppose, but there's deer all over America. Mm. Yet it's a cryptid, a strange oddness that is seen time and time and time again. And it's not exaggerated. It hasn't got wings. Yeah, yeah. It's just a weird it's not creature. Attacking or all that. It can't be like some evolutionary fucking freak can it you know what I, mean? I don't think so see it, it don't make sense it, all backwards and all snappy and weird why would it go onto its hind legs at all it wouldn't it's be just... yeah that, I mean deer do go on the hind legs I mean to reach sort of like a low hanging foliage or fruit that they might want to actually get hold mm. of they do do this they've got that ability and I have seen footage of deer hopping a little bit on the hind legs to get mm. around and stay rather than dropping down on its four legs to get back up and eat again or do yeah. something They'll do, they will do that they're very very nimble and tough creatures mm. this is another thing which somebody says in another account I was reading is deer are incredibly tough and hardy oh, really? so you know you can basically one account was saying like a guy just hit a deer full on with his car yeah. bang absolutely white almost totaled his car but he thought well you know what what can I salvage from the situation it's like well I'll just take the deer and you yeah, know yeah. wang it in the boot and, um, and I'll, anyway on the way home the deer woke up completely trashed his car <laughs> you know what oh, I mean man. yeah because it's, it's a massive fast moving Pack yeah, it a muscle. It's a yeah. strong beast, you know. I know. I thought of it like that. You're right, though, isn't it? Yeah, you're they're not delicate. Hard. They're not this. They're not a soft thing. Idea. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're big. And if you think of like a big old stag, yeah. it could kill you in a heartbeat. Yeah, you know? they are terrifying. Yeah. So if we're thinking about something which is a, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a herbivore, but still dangerous. This creature with the sharp teeth, mm. it's and it, some said it's almost like a wolf-like mouth at times. Yeah. Forward-facing eyes, which the creature would have forward-facing eyes. Predators. Ah, it's right. a predatorial eye setting. It's ah. only predators of front-facing eyes. That's oh, true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than watching out behind you, you're looking yeah. at your, your uh, victim. So this could be actually the spirit of deer, which is there to protect deer. Could be mm. that there, sort of like a um, big old tough guardian creature sort yeah. of thing. I don't know, something like that. Jesus deer? Jesus <laughs> Well luckily like I say we do this the nearest thing we have to it now is, is the, the legend of Hearn the Hunter and things mm, here, you know, yeah. which again we might have to cover sort of the old uh, the old ways of the UK kind yeah, of thing, yeah. you know? I do like that though when you look at you know when stars and that I always call it Hearn the Hunter rather than the other one <laughs> <laughs> Shit I've got on it <laughs> oh, <gives> a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well 
Well, on that note, guys, have a little look yourself. Have a look at the pictures of what you might see of other people's fan art of Not Dear. I think they're a bit too imaginative of people's ideas of it. I don't really like the fan art. That's why I'm yeah. not going to include any other thing. Just have a look yourself, see if you can see something that you find interesting. And look up accounts on places like Reddit. Good one, apparently, is on TikTok. Oh, right. The hashtag Not Dear is absolutely exploding Ooh, at the moment. Right. So have a little look on those. I'll tell you what, I've got it at TikTok. And it, for paranormal shit, he's brilliant. It's really good for little paranormal, you know, people just putting clips out there. Yeah. They're really good for well, it. Well, you stick on that, maybe find a, little, a few things from your TikToks. <laughs> oh, kid. Well, I do the serious research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, I hope you've enjoyed it. I'll say a light one, it's still quite a large show. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, it'll uh, wet your whistle. Uh, so, it's a big bye bye from Matt. Right, it's a big bye bye from Benny. Take care, guys. There are three ways you may contact Kraken Coles. Either by email at podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at Crackencoles or Instagram at Crackencoles Pod. Ha ha!